Hi guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Tag Team Podcast. I'm Bree. And I'm Veronica. So, Veronica and I weren't together this weekend. No. She was at a rave. I went to Tampa to the Sunset Festival, and I went to a rave. No crazy stories this time. Um, because <laughs> yeah, everyone really was kind of fucked up, and I was taking care of everyone. <laughs> that was my weekend. Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> I have actually a kind of okay. a funny story. So, Katie and I, <laughs> we were just, like, chilling at home, and she's like, hey, you should take this edible. And I'm like no they make me crazy she's like no take it literally like puts it down my throat i'm like okay cool did you really (laughs) i get so high i could you know i get so high and i'm like all of a sudden i remembered a story i like wrote it down in my phone i remembered a story for when we first moved down to la Mm -hmm. this is so bad i like literally can't believe i'm saying this but let's hear it we moved out to la i was like talking to this guy on tinder i think or instagram i don't know and he was low-key kind of creepy but nice at the same time and I was new to the area so I went out with him a couple times and I guess I had ran into him at a club Mm -hmm. so this guy would have the same Instagram or Snapchat story every single day it was so weird it was like so repetitive and Katie and I would make fun of him literally every single day and then boom we run into him at a club we're like kind of fucked up and he's like girls come back with me so we're like okay cool we hop into this guy's car and he's like let me show you my beautiful house we're like yes (laughs) okay great show me your beautiful house i don't know why i'm talking like that but (laughs) we hop into his car we drive up into the hills of mount olympus and we get to his house and he's like welcome to my house and i'm like okay (laughs) dude hi and he's like i live with my brother and i'm like okay cool Two brothers, two sisters, yes. But the brother had like a girlfriend at a time or something. We're like sitting down, having a couple drinks. And I'm just like, okay, like, oh, this is so nice. He's including the both of us, you know. Somehow we're drinking, we get really tired. Katie, we're like, oh, can we just spend the night? He's like, yeah, we have, I have a guest room. We go, we, Katie and I go to sleep. Wake up, he is literally like on the edge of our bed. And we are freaking out we're like what the heck why is he in our room we're all scared and he's like there's a wild cheetah running through the house you guys can't leave <laughs> what <laughs> and i'm like i'm not making this shit up like this is so real this is so crazy was there a real cheetah i don't know katie and i were like there's a cheetah in the house there's a cheetah we're like oh no we can't leave there's a cheetah running around the house and we're like trying to leave he's like no the cheetah will get you so we had met i'm like not trying to name drop but kind of we're like He's like, nobody's going to come get you. It's too late. There's a cheetah running through the house. You guys can't leave. <laughs> and I'm like, well, we know g easy. <laughs> so he, we call his assistant and his uh-huh. assistant like pulls up, like rescues us. And then we go home. But it was so scary. And I would like still run into this guy all over Hollywood. But yeah, I was remembering that when I was really stoned. I'm like, wow, Katie and I used to do like... He's still oh, messaging wait, okay, so Katie that's... is, like, across from here, and she's saying that he's still, seriously? Yeah. So, you know the people that still try to get to you on Snapchat? Right, right. Yeah. They still yeah. don't stop. They just wow, don't give up. Wow, he still messages Katie on Snapchat till this day. Yeah. You should be like, hey, is the cheetah still running around your house? But, honestly, if it was in Miami, I would believe there was a cheetah in the house, because people have, like, anacondas in their mansion for their parties or a tiger like they have like An in Fort Lauderdale like oh my god yeah they yeah. had that in the parties I was like they're like you missed out I was looking at the pictures the night before I was like I forgot like we can have that here in Florida yeah. 
So, so crazy. It's but so crazy. It was in Fort Lauderdale. I don't know. I have no idea what that guy had on his mind, but I was definitely terrified. <laughs> I would be so terrified. Yeah. Yeah, what a creep. I'm so excited today. We have an amazing guest. We're interviewing Zach Hiller, who is a huge sports agent, entrepreneur, and one of our friends. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited to have him on the show today. He represents huge people in football. He's done over $100 million worth of deals since he started in 2016. Um, Dalvin Cook, J.K. Dobbins, and a few other big football players as well. And he's also tapping into the music industry. Um, he's also representing Bob Menery. Um, and he has advice for all those young entrepreneurs that want to start a business in the future. Um, he has great advice to tell you, just take the risk. Yeah, so we're gonna ask him a lot about how he's gotten to the point he's gotten to, especially at such a young age. I mean, a lot of people in the sports industry who are working with these huge NFL players doing these huge deals have been doing this for tens of 20 years. He's done this for a few years and has already had so much success. So I'm very excited to sit down with him today and to hear his story. Okay, welcome to the show, Zach. Hey, Zach. Thank you so much for coming on our show today. So we're sitting down with Zach Hiller right now. He's in New York. We're in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I'm so happy to have you on. So I've known you for a little bit of time now through, uh, we have some mutual friends, but I mean, I've been hearing your name so often recently just with everything you've accomplished you just had a forbes 30 under 30 article i remember when you were talking about that possibly happening and then i mean i started doing some research once i saw that you accomplished that and i was like wow this guy is so young and has already had so much success in his lifetime so i just wanted to sit down with you today and just talk to you about like how you became an entrepreneur if you think that anyone can be an entrepreneur and just everything you've done um, with football and current projects you're working on. Gosh, yeah. Um, well, thank you, first off. Uh, <laughs> secondly, it's great to be here. Hi, Veronica, as well. Hi, Zach. Um, <laughs> I guess the first part, can anybody be an entrepreneur? I think so. I think you can do anything you put your mind to. And if you care about something, you're passionate about something, you can just make it happen, you know? That's that's how I look at things. Uh, there's, there's, there's a solution to everything, and if you can... If you just apply figuring it out, which is what I do every single second of the day, it's just, okay, like something comes to me or something comes with an idea or something arises, it's just, okay, how do I figure this out? You know, there's so many resources, the mm -hmm. res it's unlimited, you know, it's, it's all really what you put your mind to and whether or not you're willing to give whatever it takes to figure it out. And that's kind of what I, I live by. And I guess that's kind of like the, like the secret to what I think is entrepreneurship and, and just what is success is just like, how willing are you to figure out whatever it takes to get to where you want to be, if that makes sense. Right. So, to totally. Um, so I was reading online, you started your own business when you, so you went to college. So I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs kind of dropped out of college. I definitely want to talk about that. You, you have your master's degree, right? I do. So you started your first, um, your first business when you were 18, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I was 18. Yes. So, uh, I, grew up in New York, but outside of the city. And then I went to Michigan. And then when I was at Michigan, uh, I the second semester when spring break rolled around, I set up spring break for the entire like freshman class. 
and we all went out to the Bahamas. We had like a great time. It's an awesome trip. I made like a good chunk of money for an 18 year old, and I was like, I love this. <laughs> uh, so when we got home that summer, I went into New York City, and I actually the first the first night I ever like went out in New York City was was after my freshman year of college, and we showed up to this club, and there was like a two. Also, we're like 18, right? So we're not even supposed to be going out. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> obviously, we're underage, so being that we were underage, obviously the clubs had all the power, right? So there's a two hour line. I'm like, I'm a pretty impatient person. Um, and I waited online for like two hours with my friends that, that I were with them. And I were like, no, it's gonna be amazing when you get inside, blah, 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 blah. So we got to the front and then they hit us for like $50 each. And like, I'm just like, this is absolutely absurd. Like, <laughs> there's nothing that could be A, inside that's worth me waiting two hours or that I wanna pay $50 to find out. Right. Um, so like the next so like the next day I woke up and I called the person who was running the, the club and I was like, listen, whatever you did last night, I promise that you let me take over, I will make you way more money because I understood that, hey, there was a lot of people on this line that I know would be spending a lot of money if they were inside. So the right people should be getting into this place. Yeah. So the guy was like, all right, let's see what you can do. So the the next Friday, I was like in charge of the night uh-huh. and the club ended up doing like 10 times the amount of money. Wow. I knew exactly <laughs> who to let in, when to let them in, how to book the tables, like boom. So from there, uh, the clubs in New York City that were willing to work with like underage kids, obviously it was all illegal. <laughs> kind of found out that like, oh wait, Zach's the guy. So I just started throwing all these parties every Friday and Saturday night. And then from there, what it was is Facebook was really big back then. No Instagram, no Twitter. And Facebook tells you all of your friends' birthdays. And even like Facebook groups were a big thing at this point. Facebook events were a big thing at this point. So I was just during the day sit there on Facebook and say, hey, I saw your birthday's coming up. If you want to celebrate this weekend in the city, I'll give you a free table and a free bottle. Have all your friends. And then that person obviously needed to do something for their birthday. And mm-hmm. they realized that they just were becoming like a sub promoter for me for the night because they were setting up a Facebook event and be like, hey, I'm having my birthday here. You tell everybody and everybody feels obligated to hang out with you on your birthday. Right. So from there, it was like, okay, I mean, if you go on Facebook right now, you still probably have Facebook. You can see your friends. Like, you'll see there's like 25 people having their birthday every single day. Yeah. Obviously. That's so, so smart. Just, That's smart. I never. <laughs> Yeah, so I would just pack birthdays on Friday and Saturdays, like all throughout different clubs in the city. And then I would wake up on Sunday morning, I get a long email like, hey, this spot you did 200 people, this spot you did 176, this spot you did 300, tally it all up, multiply it by the amount of like per person that each club was giving me. And then they would just mail me a check. And then I just did that like every weekend since I was a freshman in college. So how long did you do that for? Like your event business? I mean, I still have it going. I have no, I don't, I don't really like, I don't really like touch it or have anything to do with it. I, I brought in um, a partner that, that runs that, that, that company, but it's still, it's still ongoing. Like I throw a New Year's Eve party every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't get, I didn't get, invi- <laughs> I didn't get invited, invited last year. Excuse me. I, I'm okay. so sad. Can we come this year? I think my, my invitation got lost. Yeah, I, I, I stay behind, I stay behind the scenes, but uh, yeah. So okay. That's cool. High Beach and at the SLS every New Year's that's our party like we set it out just like crazy numbers so while you were doing this you know you're 18 years old and you're probably racking in a lot of money what made you stay in college when you were like hey like look at how much money I'm making maybe I don't need an education maybe I could do this the rest of my life what inspired you to stay in school I don't think that I was uh, as in touch with like 
society and the world and everything that's going on. I was just doing it because I was making money and I was like kind of just brainwashed into the, you need an education, you need an education, you yeah. need an education. So right. regardless that I was making all this money, I don't think I, I knew that it was like there was any other option, right? It was like graduate, graduate. And then what happened was is I got an internship from what I was doing at a sports agency. And in order to be a certified NFL agent, yeah, you right. need a bachelor's degree and a secondary degree. So it never like crossed my mind to like drop out of school. Yeah, gotcha. So being a sports... That, Sorry, so being a sports agent was always on your agenda. Like, that's what you you went to school to do. You wanted to do that since you were young. Uh, I mean, I, obviously, I think every uh, a lot of uh, guys growing up, like, they dream of being a professional athlete or being some way involved in, like, the professional sports world, you know? Yeah. So right. I think that it was somewhere in the back of my mind. I don't think that I, like, knew I was going to be a sports agent or anything like that. I, I, I think I kind of just fell into it in the sense where – my entrepreneurial uh endeavors with the with the with the nightlife company and just maybe my personality and my ability to just understand people and build relationships i happened to get an internship and it was like wow this might actually be the right fit for me because um like with party promoting right as i got older the parties kind of stayed the same age so you have to be in touch with that age group so i didn't want to be out partying and stuff like that that's kind of why i did the whole hey i saw your birthday coming up i didn't want to mm-hmm. be out at the table like say my name at the door popping bottle like, that's not that's not me yeah um i just did it i just did it because like I, obviously the money was everything yeah like, of course business was everything for me so like being a party promoter and me being out every single night didn't, didn't interest me but like being a sports agent and kind of managing the business endeavors of a professional athlete and still kind of just the same business sense in the where making sure this guy has a amazing time and amazing life and everything in his life is handled so he can do what he does best. It was similar to like every Friday and Saturday night, making sure everybody that came out with me had a great night. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Applying applying the same skills and just more of a long-term, I guess, better quality of life and just better situation. So that's kind of how it happened. So I read online that since I think 2016, that's when you became a sports agent, correct? Okay, since 2016 till now, you have done over a hundred million dollars worth of deals. That's insane. It's, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's definitely it's definitely it's definitely uh, definitely good. Um, it's obviously NFL contracts are very interesting. Yeah. And the, the the total package is not necessarily all that ends up being earned, but yeah, it's definitely like a milestone yeah. number, and I'm proud of it. Uh, I think I have a lot more work to do. I don't think yeah. there's many other agents that are kind of in my age range that have done that at the point where i'm at right now so i think i'm definitely um ahead of the game but i have a way further to go so you know i'm sure like you've done some podcasts and everyone's like tell us about your entrepreneurial journey all of this like you're obviously very successful we want to know some stories so you have like you know you're hanging out with all these like elite football players (laughs) and then you know some social media celebrities we got to hear some of the crazy stories, like partying with some of these guys. I've heard stories about J.K., Delvin Cook. I got to I got to hear some stories. Some crazy like, story. At least some, like a hard. crazy story from partying with these Something guys. Something juicy. Crazy story partying with these guys. <laughs> I don't know. I think everybody has a different like level of crazy. I would say. I mean, that's why it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard for me to say. I mean, 
also the, the I mean, it, it, it'd be better to have that conversation about when the guys aren't necessarily in the league because like, <laughs> I don't want to say anything that could be right, right, right. going on like marketing wise. Oh yeah. Um, what about you? Uh, juicy story. <laughs> What's a juicy, know. funny story? I mean, me, I had a, I, we had a great <laughs> yeah, time. Me, and Jake had a great time in Vegas. Like, we had a really good time. That was, that was, a, that was a lot of fun. Wait, was that recent? Yeah, that was like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I, I remember I was, I've called Bob because I was trying to get him on the show <laughs> and he answers and I'm like, wake up, JK, jump on his bed. And he like, wouldn't do it. <laughs> like, Bob, fuck you. Like, well, yeah, well, JK, JK had never, had never gambled before. Oh my gosh. And, my, my bad for the uh, the bad influencing, but we actually ended up winning. Um, but it was hysterical watching him gamble, that's for sure. But I guess what makes it funny is that uh, obviously because of social media, you can watch everybody's live. Right, yeah, right. That you want to watch, you know, you can follow, right? And like I said, like, I don't really want to give like too juicy of a story right now, but if, if we come back, I promise for all the listeners, <laughs> when, when Dalvin and, and JK are not necessarily in the spotlight the way they are, I'm right. Like, plenty of stories i'm happy to tell but um the ravens pr people actually because they saw jk on bob's story oh they like God. got prepared to like protect anything that could go wrong in the sense where yeah because bob okay, is a okay. shit show yeah, <laughs> yeah so i feel like okay so you represent they were, like, they were, like nervous they were like actually nervous like, so you represent <laughs> bob bob menory and that's like how we know each other we both are friends with bob Bob obviously like doesn't care about his reputation, so let's hear a party of boys story with Bob Menery. Yeah. Um, oh, like this is Bob's brand. Yeah. This is literally Bob's brand to be like crazy. So definitely crazy I mean, Miami story. I'm trying to think. You know, it's like see that's the difference between like me and like Bob or somebody else. Like. I still have a brand to protect too. Like everything that I say is being, and, and this is how I operate too. Like everything in my mind is every, everything I say is going to be used against me because right. at the same time I'm in I'm in, a, in an industry that's super competitive and like every second you have to be on point to where like oh if you're not doing your job somebody else will right. So like while I'm doing this podcast right now, there's still these thoughts in the back of my mind that like somebody's reaching out to somebody that has to do with my business. Somebody's yeah. trying to do something mm-hmm. else like. That's how I stay. Okay, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> 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 Zach, I need to she get you drunk. Your juicy story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's, not, it's, it's, it's early in the morning, maybe. Like, it's 9.30 a.m. Okay. You need a drink. <laughs> I, def- I mean, I, I'm trying to think. He needs an espresso <laughs> martini. <laughs> nah, uh, uh, I story with Bob. I mean, okay, what's your crazy, like, what, how about an embarrassing story in high school? No, no, Can we do we embarrassing want a, we want no, a story about Bob. Oh, no. you want a Bob story? <laughs> I mean, in the sense where, like, I, I don't, I'm not trying to, like, hate or anything. Like, I saw Bob yesterday, like, he was just sitting at the bar, like, eating chicken wings. Like, <laughs> I, like, was trying to have, like, a serious conversation with him. Like, yo, let's, like, let's do it. Like, come on, like, come to the gym with me tomorrow. And, like, he just wasn't hearing Bob doesn't that. like to work out. He He's doesn't like, like to work out. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta do things you don't like for the. For yeah. The, okay. So looks like we're not getting anything juicy story wise <laughs> out of you, but I, I, I want to hear. <laughs> so right now you're you're representing um, three football players, right? Mm-hmm. And then Bob, and then uh, music talent. A new um, Ray, who's Ray. in the music industry now, a rapper. 
So, are you trying to get into the music industry? Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, Riz is my, my artist. He's super talented. He's 16 right now, but his, his lyricism is off the charts. And yeah. We've met with tons of people in the music industry. They all see the big picture like I see. It's just kind of all timing and patience and letting it develop and, and, and building this brand because mm-hmm. you really want to build somebody that people like look up to and follow and idolize and and is around for the long term not just this one tiktok song that everybody does the same dance for six months and then you'll forget about them like we're trying to build a catalog of music that is like eternal yeah so it's, it's definitely a long process i'm trying to think like so like for me my like i feel like my stories like the tag team podcast like Right. If I was in high school right now, I'd be going off right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay. No, but this podcast is about being an entrepreneur. And, I mean, it's about crazy stories and partying and stuff, but it's also about, like, wow, a lot of people. Don't get me wrong. I, 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 I watched the last episode and, and the whole orgy dome thing. <laughs> I just got my mind. Like, right? Maybe I have to check out Burning Man or something. They cut out my orgy story because I didn't want it out there. <laughs> As you say it again, and it's like, now nah, I have to, like, go not, I don't want it there. There's too many names. <laughs> they um, be pissed. Yeah, so don't worry. I won't ask you about your sex life. Uh. <laughs> like the stories that you want me to tell trust me i I know them all and i know exactly what i could tell it's just like Mm. i can't my job is to protect the people that i represent i'm a of them i can't i can't jeopardize anything they have going on because that's just bad for business oh i totally we get that as soon as their career is over as soon as their career is over and they're like yo like yeah all right yeah talk about everything that we've been through great like so some interesting nights so what do you see in your like next five years? Oh, uh, my next five years, I, I think I see my brand LA becoming like a sports and entertainment, like boutique uh, management empire in, in the sports and, and entertainment world. Uh, and just me growing as the person and continuing to build. And I think my artist Ray in five years from now, he'll be 21, should be uh, have Tons of music out and touring. And oh, I, we have a little story. We have a little story about Ray. We did a photo shoot at <laughs> the house. Oh my god, we did. Um, this was like a few weeks ago, yeah. and Ray, I when love Ray. Chaz's Big fan of Ray. House. Ray was like, he was like standing <laughs> we, there, like watching. And then Brie was in her lingerie. And I was in my lingerie. We were just basically changing in front of him. But like, hey, while, no, like, we were John, not. We were not well, naked I in was, front I of didn't really uh, care. underage <laughs> kid. No. <laughs> I mean, he's 16 hanging out with you yeah. guys. No, I, I love Ray. When I, six, when I was 16, I was running around with, like, 16-year-old girls. <laughs> no, I know. That's he's why I was 16, like... But that's why he's also so mature, and that's why yeah. I, I, like, that's what I, I like, he's... He's a grown man and a, a, yeah. a, a kid. Oh, when well, you're talking to him, so like, I was like, I'd hang out with him. Like, we took, we went out with him after. Like, I was I like, you're Ray. 16. It's just like, I, you can't really tell just looking at his Wait face, but that's about it. Wait till the music comes out. But, Bree, your calendar is the only thing up in the studio. So the studio is all, like, Oh, oh I forgot. I forgot that. I forgot that. I have it that. in my apartment too. I like we so, like turning it. <laughs> so, do you have any other football players right now you're in the talks with for possibly? Yeah, so it's got, yeah I mean, I, there's a few. So the rules are actually changing right now. So it used to be that you kind of had to recruit the guys all through college football season, mm-hmm. and then they can sign when they finish playing college football. So now 
because of this whole name image likeness where college football players have been taken advantage of for however many years right. they basically played for free. The NCAA and the states finally said, you know what? Let these guys do marketing if they can and make some money. So now on July 1st, they can hire marketing agents. So it, it kind of changed the game in a sense where like, we can, I can sign somebody on July 1st, depending on if they play at a certain school in the state. So like, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm preparing for that. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, going back to like what we were saying as far as like juicy stories, I would say like, <laughs> stories. He wants to tell I, one. <laughs> I, do, I do hang out. I mean, I do hang out and have a lot of meetings in some pretty interesting strip clubs, like very often. Like there was a, like, every single, there was like a two week straight point where I don't think I left this like club every single meeting was there like, why why Which were your, all club? your meetings in a strip club so it was, it was open 24 it was open for 24 hours was it all 24 it was like it was like 11 <laughs> but not in not 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 like that where was that at uh, uh it was in opalaka florida so, Opalaka, Florida. Spot. The music was incredible. Like, I had a great time. Um, how were the girls? <laughs> how were the girls? <laughs> I mean, it was great, great, great vibe, great energy. You're, like, getting lap dances as you're, like, yes, um, let's sign off on that. I used to go there to fly, but, like. (laughs) And I was literally there for two weeks straight. Wow. I I left for, like, 30 minutes each day. Just, I've I've never, I've never actually, like, gotten a lap dance. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Lies. No, I just. It doesn't interest me like it really oh, but it's fun it's a fun first date I, I, i've never thrown i've never thrown money either i've watched so you're, just hanging out, you're literally hanging out at a strip club and you're not even giving them money that's the fun part about it no but also like these poor girls <laughs> like hey you're not right. even, you're not even they're like trying money. to put some work and you're not even tipping them they're being supported by the people that, that are that i'm there with and trust me i'm like looking oh, at yeah. this like oh my god like that's another rolex that's this and i'm just like because like for me, it's, I don't know. Maybe it just goes back to when I was throwing these parties back in the day. Like, right. It was straight business for me, and and like I was the type of person too that I never really went to uh, like concerts at either or like other clubs. Like if I wasn't my party, like I didn't care to be there. Like, mm, like, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't take standing there and like knowing that I was that somebody else was making money from this situation. <laughs> just, I don't know. That was just kind of ingrained in me. But if you guys, when I come down to Florida, I will take you to my favorite strip club that you've never been to. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, but you okay, have to make yeah. it rain, though. Yeah, we've never you partied have to make together. It rain. <laughs> the strip I'll club. Sure that we go with somebody that makes it rain. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not a big maker. Okay, well, we'll find someone that will make it rain. Let's bring Chaz. Chaz makes it rain. So we were just, I was with him in um, Dominican Republic, and we were like on this huge yacht. And all of a sudden, uh, a couple little boats pop, like are driving up to us because mm. they just caught a bunch of lobster. And we're like, I Chaz is that. like blacked out drunk, and he's like throwing he's money into the literally. I'm a video. It rain I didn't. I didn't post it, but like <laughs> he's like making it rain into the water, and the guys are literally <laughs> jumping out of their fishing boats, diving in, and like really? trying to yeah. find all the Get money. It. And then I'm like, Chaz, wait, give me some money. So then I run over and I like go to the bottom of the boat, and, like pretty much in the water, and I'm like, here, here you go. Like I don't want them to like have to swim for it. He was, she was giving. <laughs> I know they were even ones, but those are some like. Hardest they were working 20s guys. Yeah, just throwing, throwing money. Well, that, that's the whole thing. Like, I'm standing there in that club and I'm, like, I'm watching this go. But then it's like, yo, they worked for hard for it, like super hard for it. If they want to throw it, like, yeah, that's it. You know, it's kind of like a, it's 
kind of like, you know, I'm going to make more type thing, like motivating type thing. Like everybody has something different that motivates them. Right. And going to the club and throwing money motivates We're going to get you a money gun. Like, yeah. <laughs> We're going to get, get you a money gun. gun. <laughs> okay, so change of topic. Change of topic for a second. I just thought of this. So a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of like young guys, I would say like the hustle culture, like Gary, think of the Gary V's, like hustle, hustle, grind, don't stop working, don't stop, your 20s you shouldn't have fun in at all. What do you think of that? Have you, do you have that mentality? Has your social life, like, I'm sorry, has your social life taken the back burner in your 20s while you've hustled? Depends on how you define my social life. I think that, I guess, my relationships with my friends that, like, I grew up with and, like, went to college with, uh, didn't necessarily see them that that often because I was more so just focusing on, like, building what I wanted to build. And I was building very strong relationships with my clients, you know, because that's what makes separates me. I, I, I was very lucky to sign an absolute superstar when I was 25 years old. Mm-hmm. He just gave me a shot. So I knew that hey, listen, this guy's giving me an opportunity that many other people don't have. And if they do have, it took them 20 years to get there. Yeah. Like, so I was going to commit my time and everything that I have to this relationship and build this relationship. So I think um, some of my other relationships may have suffered, but I think I enjoyed myself at the same time. So it was kind of different. You had more balance. You had a good balance. (laughs) You had balance. You have balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's like it's like a funny story now that like when I did sign uh, uh, when I signed when I signed Alvin like obviously that's my brother uh, he like came up to New York and we went out and we when we were out like I guess like I I don't know I probably like, posted some of my story and like a lot of my college friends like showed up like like to see me. And like I didn't say a word to them. Like I like like literally was like so focused on making sure that Dalvin had the greatest time ever that like they literally didn't say a word to them and like it they still joke about it today that like we yeah, it was I, I was just so locked in. I'm like, all right, we're gonna have the greatest night ever, you and I, let's do this. Like they like they literally like, tried to come over and talk to me and I was just like so in the zone, like no no no. Oh my gosh. I, I'm, I'm I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. And like they still make fun of me about it today. <laughs> That's hilarious. I understand that though. I respect the hustle. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you, sh- you know, like, I think everybody, when you graduate college, you, or if you go to college, you know, you realize that, like, now you're in the real world, and you right. have to figure out what you want to do, mm-hmm. and whatever you want to do, you have to do it, and the people that understand are the ones that are going to be there in the long haul, and the ones that don't, like, they have to do what they have to do, and that's kind of what I've come to grips with, so. Totally. No, totally. What about and questions have- from... Yeah, you can ask, so I have, has a like, someone questions. was asking you a question, let me pull it up. Okay, so this guy was asking, um, for SAC, I'm an employee of a major corporate organization. My growth has been steady and I've only been at this company for two years. I have aspirations of starting a business, obviously, but what I need to know is, should I start off small, grow independently, as I'm more financially capable of doing so, or should I just use an investor to go big from the get and have things balance out in the long term? I mean, I kind of, uh, I think it's. So, like, what he was. If you, an, if, if you have an investor and you know what you want to do, then just go do it. You know, I, I, I think that you just go do it. If somebody's willing to 
someone's willing to put up money and bet on you, then you have to bet on yourself and just go do it. Right. Like, and it, because why you want to find out sooner rather than later if it's going to work, you know? So if you wait, you wait, you wait, you wait, and then now you go and do it and it didn't work. Uh, what I was saying was like, if you have somebody that's willing to invest in you, that means somebody's willing to bet on you, right? Totally. If somebody else is willing to bet on you, you better be willing to bet on yourself. So I would say just go do it. Just go. Just so go take the risk. Take, <laughs> take the risk, 100%. I don't even like, so, I don't even think it is a risk because if you're not putting your own money into it, right? it's like somebody else is betting on you might as well just let them bet on you you're not losing any money i think like most people like they're just scared to take the risk because they're just like they have a huge fear of just like not doing well or like they just have all these negative thoughts and that's the problem people are naturally naturally afraid of rejection right they don't even start to begin with um but but yeah i mean but also the whole betting, someone willing to bet on you and your own money, no, it's about your time. And that's why I'm saying, if you're thinking about it, that means that there's something telling you that, hey, this might be possible. And the longer you wait to try it, right. the more time you're wasting if it doesn't work out. So you should just jump in and do it. Totally. And for me, what happened, what happened with me was, it was I, I, I mean, I, I'm technically not legally supposed to like discuss this, but there's an article so you can read about it. Uh-huh. Um, but like I had an internship and they weren't compensating me and i kind of understood that like hey like sometimes you have to do things that in order to get to where you need to be right it just got way too out of control and i didn't have any plan i didn't have any plan whatsoever i just knew that whatever i was in the situation i was in was not going to work out and i just said i'm out i just did like literally just did and like you know i'm gone like i'll i'll figure this out Mm-hmm. And I just dove in, and I, I, it goes back to figuring it out. And, and if you truly are passionate about something and committed to it, you can make it happen. And then that's what happened. I just happened. I, to I also I think that is amazing that you realized that you were t- being kind of taken advantage of, and you you knew that you had talent, and you just went out and did it. I think that's what really makes a difference between different people because there are people that are go-getters that are going to have an idea and are going to do it and then there's people that are going to have ideas and are just not going to do it maybe this the fear of failing but i mean the thing is with like entrepreneurs i don't i don't know about you but like for me and for a lot of other people there are many projects we've started before that have failed but i've always just been like whatever i'm gonna start something new tomorrow and i'm gonna keep trying until i'm successful with something and then boom and I feel like that's pretty common for a lot of um, entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, you just have to, you just have to go, you just have to do it. You know, things are gonna, you know, just learn from mistakes. Don't right. make the same mistake twice. That's that's kind of, it's very cliche, but learn from your mistakes. You're gonna fail. You don't be scared to get rejected. It goes back to, to even when it comes to like girls guys will just stand at a bar and like look at a girl oh like not even give it a chance but have no idea if that girl actually likes something about them because they're just scared to get rejected right totally embarrassed about rejection like it, especially in this like if you can't take rejection you're not going to make it because listen there's hundreds of football players out there and there's two thousand players in the league and like you're not going to sign everybody but you might meet with somebody and think it go well, and they're just like, nah, I'm just not into that. And like, you just, okay, you know what? They're lost next. And then <laughs> yeah. find somebody that you connect with and 
go from there, you know? Right. Totally. If you're scared to get, re- you're scared to get rejected, mm-hmm. you're never going to get anywhere. Totally. It's the same with modeling. The exact same. Like, you yeah. get rejected all the time, and it's like, whatever. You just have to keep on going yeah. out and they're, they're, doing your thing. They're, they're, yeah, 100%. They're not every brand's going to like they, you. Not every brand's going to want you. Yeah. yeah. Just think of it like they missed something, you know? They're not seeing it, okay? Yeah. As long as you understand it. It's, as, as long as one person sees something of value in you, that's all it takes. Right. Literally. It could be 100 people that won't invest in you, but that one person that will, that believes in you and your idea, boom. 100%. So yeah. And then, and then obviously, like, capitalizing on that and building from it. And yeah. Making sure that you're... And then I think a lot of people just assume you're going to have success overnight. And that's just simply not the case. Like any successful person will tell you that things take time and like Mm -hmm. anything worthwhile that's going to be of value is going to take time and it's not going to just be given to you. Yeah. If you go viral overnight, then you don't, then that's, it's kind of like a downfall too. Yeah. (laughs) I, 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 I might know somebody that struggles with this, right? It's like, they went viral overnight and they've done a great job building yeah. their audience and sustaining it. But then it's kind of a an axe in the sense where they assume everything's going to just work. And yeah, it right. doesn't. No. The, the real projects take a lot of time and a lot of time. And totally. Even like, I mean, like Logan Paul and Jake Paul, right? Like at first I was probably like a couple years ago, like, oh, no, nah, like what is this? Blah. And then uh-huh. I found out like, oh. Like one of them was on Disney Channel. They were making all these YouTube videos, blah, blah, blah. They didn't just all of a sudden... No, they've worked very, very hard. (laughs) I know both of them. They have hustled their entire lives. When I I met the TikTokers when we were at the house with Bob, and and Bob had like Griffin over, and and I guess Bryce... Bryce Hall, yeah, uh, right. I was like, and then I realized, wait, this guy was making videos on this app that I never even heard of. Like, I yeah, you he was doing you now, and before he did Vine, and he like didn't get popular off Vine. He was doing Vine and all of those, and it just took hard work. Takes time. But every, it's 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 so much easier for people to just sit there and say, oh, they got lucky and it happened overnight because they don't want to hear about the 10 years right yeah right. it happened overnight and, it, and and they wake up the next morning and nothing happened for them it helped it allows them to sleep at night you know <laughs> so like thinking about the fact that wait a second if i want to get to that person's level i have to spend five years of making content that nobody might ever laugh at and i have to take that like i like i have to put up a podcast episode and nobody's gonna laugh at it nobody's gonna listen <laughs> to it but i have to keep doing that because i need to get my craft mastered and 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 People can't take that, you know? People want instant gratification, and that's what social media has done for us. Right. Society, and that's what's the issue. And people that are mature enough totally. to understand, like, it doesn't matter. If, if I like this and I keep doing it, I keep doing it, I keep doing it, I'm going to get better and better and better, and my and my, and, and my audience is just grows by one person every day, one person every single day. If I can get one other person to just check out my stuff, in five years from now, 365 times five, what is that? About almost... 1800 people yeah yeah if you can tell each of those people ten dollars worth of something now you're making one hundred eighty thousand dollars a year going forward and every year you can keep growing like totally stuff like that that's you know but nobody wants to hear that but that's why you are successful (laughs) because a lot of people do not think like that no and it's so sad i don't know if it's literally the generation of like social media and people think like instant gratification and all of that but a lot of people do not think like that yeah, they want to put up a video on TikTok and just be like, all right, please go yeah. viral, please go viral. We heard, Why am I not famous? I actually <laughs> heard a story about TikTok. This is this is pretty funny. So one of my good friends, um, 
they they do a lot of branded stuff for TikTok and they help get people popular. They bought um these huge chairs, oh, like I these, heard the these story. huge lawn chairs or I don't know. I guess they are technically the biggest chairs you could buy and they had an idea like, okay, we're gonna find where these are and then we're gonna start a business and sell these for half the price or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, so they, they live in a house and they had a, a roommate who is, I guess he grew up with her or something, she's from some small town. She really wanted to become TikTok famous and she would <laughs> post TikToks every day, they were like really stupid. He told her, hey, don't make a TikTok with these chairs that I have in the living room. I need to film a video with them. Once I um, launch my store and everything, then you can start making TikToks. The girl sets an alarm clock for the next morning because she just wants to get TikTok famous and posts a video with with the chair. And immediately she has like, she literally had like 100 followers. The video gets like 10 million views or something crazy well, overnight. Yeah, it blew up and she overnight. tells them exactly where they bought the chair discloses all this information that these people are literally trying to start a business around these chairs and all because she wanted to blow up overnight and then she goes on to make a few more videos with the chairs and the guy wakes up and he's like what the hell i told you not to do that she's like yeah i set an alarm clock early she's like kind of bragging about it just because i really wanted to make them look at how many views i got and i'm like what is wrong with people of our generation for like wanting just to blow up overnight without like this is this guy's idea she totally stole the guy's idea she ruined his business about these chairs because she said where he bought them is she still viral now no of course not because one video one video did good or a couple of the videos around the chairs and then like she's a nobody like she's not her videos are stupid (laughs) seriously yeah but it's like the same, like instant gratification, instantly like blowing up. It's everybody wants instant gratification. That's why. Yeah. It's like it's it's it's, it's crazy. I mean, uh, you know, and then COVID, everyone's trapped inside on their phones. It's it's interesting. Totally. We'll see how this, this we'll see how this generation turns out in a couple of years. Yeah. Do you have another question, Veronica? Um, no, that was just like the big question. Like yeah. someone was asking the risk. Like, is it worth taking the risk? And that's like a really good answer that you just gave. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else you want to share? Uh, no. Just gotta go get my workout. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on our show today. I feel like our audience definitely is going to learn a lot about hard work and mm-hmm. what you've done as a sports agent. And congratulations on all your success. Um, I think that's amazing, especially once we started like researching more about you. Very proud of you. Proud to be your friend. Thank you. Thank you, Bree. Thank you, Veronica. <laughs> yeah. Love the Tab Team podcast. You guys are you guys are doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Maybe I'm excited to, to go to the strip club. Juicy stories. I'll give you the story. I promise. <laughs> and also excited to go to the strip club with you. Yes, we'll go to the strip club <laughs> in Opalaka. I didn't even Opa-Laka, know Florida. they had a strip club there. <laughs> All right. Well, bye, <laughs> bye, Zach. Bye, Zach. Thank- well, Veronica, I am very excited to go to the strip club with Zach. Yeah, definitely. He said it's going to be in Opalaka. I never Opa-laka. knew. Opalaka. How Opa-laka. do you spell that? That's where I used to, like, fly in school, like, when I was going to school there the other year. But, like, I, it's just 
I didn't even know they had strip clubs there. Oh, yeah, Veronica used to fly airplanes. So <laughs> yeah, I used cool. to. I was trying to be a pilot, but the then pandemic she became a happened, and so I'm taking a break. I'll get back into it maybe in a couple years. <laughs> But Opalaka, like, I, I never, that's, like, not the place I would want to go to go to a strip club. But you know what? If it's with Zach, I'm all for it. So I feel like <laughs> we learned a lot in this interview. I was kind of sad that he didn't give us some of those juicy, juicy stories. stories. Like, Zach, <laughs> for sure, we needed to get some of those stories out of him. It was a little bit hard, but. He wanted to tell us. He kept, like, going back. He's yeah, like, he oh, wait, like, wait, yeah, I have a juicy yeah. story. He's like, no, I can't tell that. Totally. And I was like, you know what? Next time. But I feel like. <laughs> As the listeners probably got a lot of good information out of him because, you know, a lot of people are scared to start new businesses. It's a very, very scary thing to do. And I feel like hopefully he inspired a lot of our young listeners to just go for it. I mean, listeners of all ages to go for it and to take a risk. he inspired me. I almost like I have this business that I want to do, but I'm just so scared of like taking the risk. And he was like, just go for it. And I'm like, huh. I was like, that's the advice I needed to hear. So I'm really happy. Like I had that question asked. (laughs) Totally. Um, Yeah, he was a great guest. I'm very thankful to have him. Guys, I'm going to say it again. If you are not following us on Instagram, follow the tag team pod page on Instagram as well as on YouTube. YouTube. If you guys want to watch us visually, you can follow us on YouTube. And we are on Spotify and iTunes as well. Mm -hmm. And on YouTube, it's just tag team pod. And on Spotify, it's just tag team podcast. So, Well, I hope everyone has a great day and we will see you next week. Next Tuesday. Bye.